Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we're back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington. Here we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune is once again in the house for episode 320. And my goodness, guys, we got a fantastic show coming up for you. A hot show, as it were. What we're going to do here tonight is the same thing that we do every night. We're going to listen to video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner, last week, ushering us into a fantastic new year of 2023, the king of the show, David Fleming. And David, tell us the theme for tonight's episode. Uh, tonight's theme is games featuring... Fire. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a hot show coming up, guys. Hot take. Hot show. We should have made a hot show sound. That's, hey. that's not really a hot take. That's that's literally the theme of the episode. Like mm. hot Man, show. You know, we should have done. We should have prepared a lightning round and called it a burning round. It made a special sound for that. Um, um, I was but, thinking about doing that, but I already had a burning round and had to visit my doctor. So right. I was going to say, be insensitive to those of us that suffer from burning we'd, round. We'd, yeah. we'd need like an ointment or something, right? Some um, kind of salve, maybe. Yeah, but, like I, I learned a long time ago not to eat like fifty hot wings right before the show. All right, it's uh, not a good idea. Well, I mean, right before is fine. Well, well like lunch. <laughs> yeah, don't eat fifty hot wings for lunch the day of the show, Johnny. That's uh, <laughs> that's the kind that's of burning we're trying to avoid yeah. here. Stop at forty nine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just be reasonable, man. Duh. Yeah, all all things in moderation, really. Um, Speaking of heat, I need I need I want to clear something up. I want to, you know, I'm sorry, John, about the soundboard. It's gone, and please don't sell game that tune to Saudi Arabia, please, please. We'll see. We'll just. Uh, I just. Yeah, I'm not forcing you out, John or Jesse, but yeah, you might. Just coincidentally resign from the show in the next couple of months is all I'm saying. I just want to say, speaking of heat, I'd like to take this opportunity to once again profess my love for Miami professional basketball teams. Mm -hmm. Name, David. Uh, You can get yourself an automatic uh, buy and a win for our next episode in which you should win by naming a single player (laughs) that has ever played for the Miami Heat. ever played. I think I could do it actually. Yeah, that's easy. I bet yeah. you could. It's it's pretty easy. There's a, there's been several famous ones. Yeah. Um. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna commit to it because if I got it wrong, I'll look like a tremendous idiot. Wasn't LeBron traded to the Heat? He did. He wasn't traded. He signed with him. He took his talents to South Beach, somewhat famously. Okay. Um, yeah. LeBron yeah. James. Is that, is that the King. end of the episode? Did David just win? Is yeah. That, uh, <laughs> oh, no. He, God. He, he automatically wins the next episode in which he is scheduled to win. Oh. Um, so next time it's David's turn to win the episode, the points do not matter, and David wins no matter what. So it's, it's kind of like a money in the bank contract that will be renewed within the next 
three episodes. The fans um, just get a mixtape episode that exactly. week. Exactly. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, so, David. We got some so hot takes, guys. <laughs> at some point before we start recording, I'm just going to say, hey, guys, I'm going to win the episode. Like, oh, right. Okay. Just call, you know, call it like you know, LeBron, swish. And, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, he's also the king. Right. King you know, James, oh, King David. Oh. This will be the signal, yeah. If we call traveling games or games with excessive flopping. Then it could, you know, it'll be the LeBron episode, or games with bad hairlines. Um, what about games featuring Bugs Bunny? Do you think we could get him on the show, LeBron? Yeah, maybe. No yeah. harm in trying. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think we could probably swing it. You know, he uh, he famously gives people the time of day. Champ. Like if, if we if we don't ask, the answer is always no. Right. You know, <laughs> That's like, true. We got to do it like the Undertaker, yeah. man. We got to just wait outside of his locker room in full gear. For you know, like an hour, and then maybe he comes out and gets on the yeah. podcast. Maybe he doesn't. He can't um, score a goal unless you fire the puck. I Indeed. do believe it was LeBron James who said, "You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take." Yes, yes. <laughs> fantastic. Um, but yeah, so it's fire games, games with fire, flames, heat, hot stuff. Uh, you know, not the disco song, hot stuff, but uh, you know, various other hot. How do things. you know? Oh, you know, man, if you guys got hot stuff for game, I'm in. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay. I'll be able. To, Hot stuff '64. Games featuring Donna Summer. Hot stuff on the Atari, my my man. Um, It's going to be a good show, man. I'm feeling feeling fantastic, feeling hot tonight. So, uh, yeah, we got five fantastic games. We got a great fan request, and we just got to we got to jump right into it. So, Johnny, uh, wipe up and start game one. Game
All right, guys. So um, the developer of this game remained committed to honoring the Greek mythology that this is based on. Uh, the game's art shows all of the Olympians as attractive um, with tasteful homage to the, quote, heroic nudity of ancient Greek art. got some uh, answers for me uh, after the trivia I am super confident uh, I was pretty confident before the trivia so alright um, so David says <laughs> Alonzo Morning which is incorrect uh, John says Hades Nuts and Jesse says Hades how have we not used this and uh, yeah the answer to this is Hades and now I'm getting concerned, because while we were playing the music, this is on the radio, but I don't think we've used it on the show, have we? No, we've not. Oh, thank God. Woo, all right. I, I was going to hold you in suspense the whole time, because, yeah, I saw the chat kind of going off. And it's like, yeah, actually, uh, this is just kind of one of those games that we've overlooked for a couple of years. <laughs> um, impressive that we did. Uh, I would have thought Jesse would have used this ages ago. It's, yeah, I don't know what I did. I feel like this is one of those games where it got on the radio by Patreon request. People heard it on the radio and was like, oh, yeah, that game's awesome. And then never actually checked to see if we used it. Right. It might have gotten on the radio not even by Patreon request. It might have literally just been like, 
Well, yeah, that game's out, and it's got a fucking kick-ass soundtrack, and, like, I'm bored at work, and I'm just gonna upload the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, like, I was looking through- Not everything has to come through Patreon, though uh, you should pay us for the right to uh, get soundtracks that you want on the radio. Definitely, I, yeah. I, I was searching through um, Discord chat for Hades, and I saw when we uploaded it, and somebody asking you, what's this about? And, John, you responded, like, polls of consequences, people, or something like that, or best of 2020 polls, consequences, people, so I don't know if there's some poll- that ran somewhere that somehow made this happen. I don't. I don't know the details, but sounds about right. Yeah, you know, me uh, <laughs> dropping fucking breadcrumbs all over the chat and not making any sense to anybody but myself, and then forgetting what I said day to day. You got me, baby. <laughs> so yeah, so this is uh, Hades by Supergiant Games uh, with a soundtrack by Darren Korb. Mm-hmm. Uh, they that same development studio and um, composer did um, Transistor, Bastion, uh, Pyre. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think this is their latest game. I mean, it's from a few years ago now, 2020, but um, Hades, uh, which is their first roguelike, I believe. It's their, I know it's their first. It's not necessarily the most linear story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty interesting game. Have you guys played this? Oh, yeah. I never got around to it because I don't really care for the roguelike thing. But uh, Oh, this is the I, one. I, I've been Same regretting answer, it for a couple of years. Like It just seems like this one's good enough that maybe I could overcome it. So yeah, this, uh, this it, is the one. It seems like universally acclaimed, and it's like, okay, this one I should maybe give a chance to. And I think they at the Game Awards uh, this past year, they just announced uh, Hades 2. Hades 2, so yeah. yeah. Maybe it's oh, time yeah. for me to try Hades 1. Yeah, what, maybe now that Hades 2 is announced, Hades 1 will go on a deep discount on Switch, and I will play it and not hate it. <laughs> I uh, just can get into maybe some more detail on, on this, but like, what's neat about this game is that it's a roguelike, but death is part of it. Uh, when, when you die, you're not just starting from scratch every single time like in other roguelike games. Um, you know, say, say Toe Jam and Earl, when you die, you just got to start the whole goddamn game over. <laughs> Um, this is not like Toe Jam and Earl. That's good. They've improved upon the formula in the 30 years between those two games. Um, this let- Roguelikes became like a very popular subgenre in the indie scene over the last like three, four years. And yeah. your mind immediately went to Toe Jam and Earl. Right. That's why I hear roguelikes. Far superior to Toe Jam and Earl. Johnny's not afraid to say it. <laughs> and yeah, when you die, like you get to keep some um, stuff you know, and basically customize your character for your next, uh, you know, attempt at getting out of Hades. Or, I'm sorry, defeating Hades. That's the god. Um, you know, getting out of hell. It's your dad. Yeah, your dad, right. yeah. You play as should... uh, Zagreus, the son of Hades. They should call the game Deadies. <laughs> Instead of Hades, you know, because he's like a... I haven't played the game enough to know. Is Hades hot like everybody else? Uh, everybody in this game is super fucking yeah. hot. Okay, oh, so... man. One of my favorite characters is this... Uh, god, what's her name? It's uh, just a Medusa head that is really shy, mm. and like you know, you know who I'm talking about, Johnny. There's just like a little Medusa head, and every time like you like come in the room or talk to her, she's like, "Oh, it's a uh, oh, I'm I'm so nervous, I gotta go," and then she just disappears. Hmm. <laughs> Why would Johnny know? Because he played the game. Oh yes, right. Sorry. If it's not Medusa, I would guess it's one of the other Gorgons, either Steno or Yuryali. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I know Jesse's talking about. This is a character that lives like in the House of Hades, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank on their name now, but like, yeah, there's a. They have these creatures um, called. Well, I don't think this one's a companion, but. Um, no. No. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not right. But yeah. <laughs> kind of fun if you could have a medusa head for a companion oh my god <laughs> be a very useful companion you could just show it to things and you know turn them to stone but yeah. like like johnny was saying like every time you die you come back 
And, like, of course, your dad berates you. He's like, oh, I see you died again. <laughs> mm. And, like, uh, all the characters, like, have different things to say to you. So, like, you almost kind of want to die at times. Because you're like, oh, I want to see, like, what the, uh, the um, people are going to say this time. Because, like, the writing is really good. The voice acting is really good. Mm. Um, it's it's really just a very charming and fun game. You can pet Cerberus. Um, so that's always a delight. All three um, heads? Yes, and you can talk to him and, okay, and stuff, and sometimes Cerberus is like, you know, really happy to see you. Sometimes he's just sleepy, you know, it's it's a it's a really good time, and the weapons are fun. I was going to say, Cerberus isn't by chance voiced by H. John Benjamin, is it? I don't think so. That'd be a that'd be good casting. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, Benjamin. H. John Benjamin plays Cerberus, but doesn't actually have lines. It's just H. John Benjamin going, bark. Yeah. Wolf. Yeah. Wow, wow. Or you just have great conversations with Cerberus. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, yeah, Jesse, you're about to say the weapons. I was going to say, you're talking about you know how cool this game is. How's the gameplay? The gameplay is sick. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I need to know, man. I need the game to like, be fun. <laughs> you, you, you pick a weapon and to go in, and there's like a bunch of different weapons to choose from. And they all play different. And then as you're going through the stages... Um, other gods uh like give you like blessings so like you'll be fighting and then you'll uh be like oh uh hermes decide is uh wants to give me like a speed boost or something and or there's like things to make your weapons do different things and uh maybe like uh some kind of weapon makes your the enemies explode when they die and stuff um so like each run is going to be different Word. and um it's 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 really fun it gets really challenging too so and, um, and you can, like, mix and match the blessings of the gods, right? And yeah. They have, so there's sort of, like, combos you can put together. Because mm -hmm. um, they'll affect, like, each other a bit. Like, it's pretty pretty crazy. I, I, I remember reading somewhere there's, like, 900 combos you can put together. Something like that. Like, it's, it's really Whoa. nuts. I so mean, they're you, gods. You can do what you want, you know? If you try to 100% the blessing combos, it's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish uh, it feels like we should have more to say about this game. You know, uh, David, I feel like you and I probably should have played this. We probably should have overcome our fear of roguelites and maybe given this one a shot. Like, what's the what's the, what's the elevator pitch on David getting into Hades? Um, horny Greek mythology. Yes, yeah, sexy yeah. horny Greek mythology. Why do you think I got into it? You say horny Greek mythology, but that's redundant. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I just wanted to emphasize that they they stick the landing on the horniness. <laughs> that's good. Um, I mean, to be honest, that piqued my interest. You pretty much sold me on you can pet the dog. Yeah, true. Famous dog. Yeah, uh, famous dog. Yeah, not just any old dog. It's, uh, you know, yeah. you've been wanting to pet this one. This is the one, this is the dog you've been waiting for. Triple dog. <laughs> <laughs> Three dogs at once. <laughs> Saying he's tri dogging. Oh, um, I, love, I always love when you run into the uh, God, what's the guy's name who's always like pushing the boulder. Uh, uh, Sisyphus. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Uh, I and, mean, uh, Sisyphus's plight is hilarious in here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just you know, just simply. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious unless you're living it. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's not so funny for Sisyphus, but even so, I think he could probably see the humor in it. <laughs> oh, oh, I always After like. A while. <laughs> your, your character. Cause it's been a while since I've played it, but I also like when he tries to get the, um, I think the ferryman to talk to him, and he won't. But I think eventually you can, if you keep trying, he'll eventually talk to you. I think. The ferryman on the river sticks, I assume. Yes. Okay, dope. Yeah, that's one thing. I believe. 
that's one thing that's neat about the story was they had to figure out how to write it for a non-linear game and basically things change on later runs um you develop relationships with the characters like friendships or whatever and um as you like you'll have an event from an earlier stage effect like a later stage and how character reacts and things like that so it's not hmm. just so like like, like in addition to the weapons experience or play experience being different every time the story experience is a little different every time too um right. you know keeps it in, you're not just playing the same game again and again like you like i do all the time with hojam and earl <laughs> <laughs> once again this game uh, you know <laughs> differentiates itself from Jam and earl in a number of ways <laughs> Uh, improvements, Frank. <laughs> now, now, do you ever encounter Toe Jam or Earl in your adventure through, you know, for lack of a better word, hell? Um, I don't see we know them listed. Yeah. I don't see them listed as characters on the Hades wiki. Right. Uh, so I don't know. Like, but they could just be undiscovered. They could like be, if you just, you know, maybe there's somewhere a room with like a, you know, a spring of boiling sulfur and they're just kind of lounging in it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll say as awesome as the game is. It isn't very funky. Damn. It, yeah, it's That's a, it, a serious condemnation there. <laughs> Just, it's a lot more okay, metal. You had me sold, and now yeah. I'm taking a step back. Sorry, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> this hell game with this you know, shredded metal soundtrack, it's not funky? <laughs> Come on, man. God. Yeah, I thought they were trying to please everybody. How are you, you going to alienate the funk crowd with 80s? <laughs> Uh, they should add a new funky mode. Maybe uh, you know, a new funky character to play as. Funky Kong. Yeah, I'm just spitballing here, but maybe give Hades a tank top and a bandana and a flying surfboard. <laughs> no, see, oh you, can't, you can't add Funky Kong to That's Hades. Hades too. You need to yeah. funkify like, a character already in Hades. You need, like, Funkulies. Right. Oh, Funkulies. Funky wow. Oh, my God. You're just hitting us with the Homer God. That sounds fantastic. David, how is that not a character already? David, like, how is that not a black exploitation movie? David, oh. why? <laughs> David, how have you not sent your resume to Super Giant Games yet? I'm saying <laughs> to be a character yeah. designer for New Funkies mode. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. like that famous story of James Cameron's like, how do you get a follow up alien? He writes alien and then an S. And then turns the S to a dollar sign. It's like, mm -hmm. we need a new character. I just write Hercules and then erase part of it and write Funk. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. put a dollar sign on it. <laughs> <laughs> Funk Hercules with a dollar sign. There's your episode title, boys. This is my rapper sure. name. <laughs> God, we all gotta uh, hit the gym if we're gonna be, you know, repping for Funk Hercules. <laughs> uh, you know, whew, man. So, yeah, I do have a confession to make, guys. Surprise, surprise, I haven't actually played this game. Whoa. I actually managed, I think, to look up enough about it to fake it. <laughs> but oh, I, my God. You no, had me no, believe, no, Johnny. At no point did you convincingly fake it. <laughs> There's never a doubt in my mind. Even though, like, you are a Switch and PC owner, you could easily have played this game. There's zero doubt in my mind that you did not play the game. You know, it's just, it's the nature of Johnny. It's, uh... I think we could start, uh... I say we all get it, and, uh, we could all play it together and uh talk about it a bit let i say we do it let's all yeah. buy it let's get a little you know games done quick situation going we're not going to speed run it we're going to be bad at it but we're all <laughs> four going to race each other in it and you know play it simultaneously and see who either quits or finishes it first yeah i could never beat the second world so fuck okay <laughs> so that's uh that's the threshold we got to cross, guys we got to surpass jesse's uh you know jesse made it to the second world can we do better 
We've only got, you know, hours and hours and hours to spend doing this. Just We'll just wait till Hades 2 comes out, and then we'll fresh run that. Yeah. We'll somehow, like, you know, hit that Twitch algorithm and, you know, be like, you know, we, you know, everybody wants to watch Hades 2 right now, and they want to watch, like, popular streamers play it, but what if these four guys play through the first one with a lack of skill and knowledge? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the algorithm we're looking for, you know, guys. So, yeah, you know, Johnny, can we start like a like a Twitch for guys that don't have skills at games? Um, Ooh, we could call it bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa, man! <laughs> what the hell? Bit of the bitch. Damn! <laughs> I mean, we definitely could, but we'd be under copyright infringement for the K-pop importer of Chicago. <laughs> That's true. But man, bitch.tv sounds pretty good. Right? It's where you watch people be bitches at games. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Johnny going vicious tonight. This is unusual. Uh, you sure you haven't played Hades, man? You're feeling a little, you know, I don't know, hellacious right now. <laughs> I'm on fire. There it is. Game 2.
<clears throat> All right. So uh, the original game in this series um, could showcase about 5,000 rats at a time. But uh, this game, uh, the sequel, um, can show um, up to 300,000 rats at a time. Uh, well, David's gone. Fuck him. Let's check our answers. Okay. <laughs> God, I wish. Okay, uh... So it's not, it's not Ratropolis? <laughs> no. I'm if you s- hurry, you can do a new answer. And- you did say... Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, repeat the trivia. 300,000 rats? Yes, 300,000 rats. And what was the rest of the trivia? <laughs> well, the, uh, the first game in the series, they could only show 5,000 rats. Oh, 5,000. 300,000. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they went from 5,000 rats to 300,000 rats. For some reason, I thought it was 100,000, 300,000. I'm like, that, I mean, that's pretty impressive, I guess. No, no, 5,000. Yeah, no, that's way yeah. more. It's like, what, 20 so, times the rats, right? No, oh, my God. So. Wait, no. 20 times three, th- 60 times the rats. I'm not a math guy, so. I am, and Johnny was not right. <laughs> Sorry, all I was, all I was all still stuck at the 100K right. that I thought the first game was. That's all. All right. It's all good. Should be. All right, so, um, ooh, wow. Um, David says Ratatouille 2, Anton Ego gets his groove back. That's incorrect. Um, Johnny says Rat Game. Um, we'll ask the judges in a little bit. And uh, John, with the correct answer, Plague Tale Requiem. What did the judges say about Rat Game? <laughs> oh, oh, no. There are a lot of rats in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't see how you could get a point specifically because Jesse said this was the sequel. So the fact that you said Rat Game and not Rat Game 2. That's true. Yeah, David's got you there. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the first game only had 5,000 rats because it was really a mouse game and the rats were a side character. And Rat Game no was mouse. a sequel to Mouse Game. No. I don't think there are any mice. Um, so this is um, a weird game. It came out last year. And... Um, I'd, I'd heard good things about it. I just never got around it because it sounded kind of bleak. Um, the, just a, a quick question. Is the answer rats? Yeah, the answer's rats. Okay, cool. Class dismissed. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a good throwback. Thank uh, you, thank you. Just figured I'd go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, that's, God, that's really good. So, uh, um, so it's a plague tale. Yes. And why so, is it about rats? Well, okay, so it's in like 1320 or something. What's the connection? Wait. 
Is a plague tale like a very dark version of an American tale? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, is it spelled T A I L? <laughs> no, although I ah. thought that I was like that would be cool if it was tail, like T A I L. Jewish, uh, little Jewish mouse gives everybody the plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool if it was a cute, adorable cartoon mouse coming to America and spreading death and famine across the <laughs> Jesus country. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine? Now, that, I mean, it seems like Don Bluth might have come up with that at some point. Like, yeah, I feel like we should probably I mean, do a rewrite on this and have him not bring the plague to America. <laughs> I don't know if Don Bluth would have done it. Ralph Bakshi absolutely would have. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, there's a deep cut joke for all the animation fans in the house. I was going to say, I thought Don Bluth made an American too. I only know Ralph Bakshi oh, for, oh, for... yeah. I only know Ralph Bakshi for Fritz the Cat. Ralph, <laughs> That's all Ralph, I know of him. And Ralph did, Bakshi did like very Lord of the Rings satirical um, animated features with very adult themes. Right. Yes. Yes. Did he do like Lord of the, the Rings? Cat. He did do uh, the first version of Lord okay. of the Rings, which had John Hurt as Aragorn, which is a badass casting. Yeah, and that weird chill. movie Wizards. Did he do Wizards? He did do Wizards. That. Cool. Wizards is fucking trippy. Uh, I'm going to stop myself how much before plague? going down this um, rabbit hole. So, how much um, plague does Ralph Baskey have? Plague Tale. Um, so, it's his name right and everything, John. Jeez. <laughs> Baskey. You know, a game about a, uh, a horrible plague, um, it didn't seem like it would be right up my alley. Until um, <laughs> a couple years you know, ago. <laughs> yeah. And then, but this game is like, it's weird. It's fun. Like, I, like stealth games, unless it's like Metal Gear, like usually like lose me, because um, I'm bad at stealth. Uh, but this one, even though I'm bad at stealth, I keep playing it because um, a, lo- a lot of you're sneaking around these guards and stuff, and um, sometimes there's rats, and when there's rats, um, that can be fun for you. This um, can be bad for you as well because if you get near the rats, they will eat the fuck out of you. Um, but they do not like fire. So you use fire quite a bit in this game. Um, like, you you have a sling that your character is really good at using. Um, and, like, if you see people without helmets, you can just straight up kill them with, like, a rock to the head with your sling. So that's good. Um, you can also throw, like, jars of fire on people and or, like, scare rats away so you can get by uh, to, like, get to different areas. Um... So, like, a lot of it is, like, either, you know, trying to get around guards and stuff or trying to get through an area with rats and, or, like, some kind of, like, puzzles. Um, some, like, box puzzles, you know, moving stuff around to climb up different things. Um, you know, it's so there's a lot of, like, puzzles, too. Um, and the story so far is pretty good. I, I didn't play the first game, um, but I feel like I'm not missing a whole lot. Um, there's, like, a... You're like this girl, and uh, you have, like, two younger brothers. Um, one of them is, like, training to be an alchemist, and your mother is, like, a like a high-level alchemist, too. Um, but your little brother, like, smaller brother, has, like, this weird disease that... Um, Turns out it might could, be a plague. Well, yeah, it can spread to other people, um, or and it also, for some reason, attracts rats. And um, from what I'm playing so far... Uh, he just got an ability where he can sense people based on, like, rats that are near them. So, like, I think he can communicate with the rats. He's got, like, rat sonar? 
and I, yeah, and I feel like eventually he may get to control the rats. That's just my, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but I feel like it's leaning towards that because there's like a scene early on where like uh, you get attacked by these guards and the little boy passes out after like screaming and he passes out and then he wakes up and you guys are someplace completely different. And I'm just like, I just know that that kid fucking like went like rat crazy and killed the dudes with rats. Um, and it's real fucked up looking when <laughs> someone gets killed with rats. It's so cool. You like, you can sneak up behind them and shove them into it. And if they don't have any fire, oh no, the best way is if they're holding a torch, you can sling this like stuff that like will put out their fire. Mm. And so then the fire goes and the rats just cover them and they scream with their arms going all crazy. And then like if you were to uh, throw like a torch over there and they spread away, there'll just be like a fucking like eaten up corpse there. And it's all fucked up looking. It's. It's cool. So are the um, are the rats in some way enhanced, or are they just rats? Like do they just eat that just fat? Rats. There's okay. a lot of them. Gotcha. Like like. But like, there, you said there is like magical stuff going on in the world. Like you know, the, you know, you got kids that are like alchemists and shit. So it's not. Yeah. It's not just a real world plague thing. Well, <laughs> the alchemy seems like it's based on real alchemy. Right. To us, just like you're like putting sulfur and and something else together to make like a fire thing. Okay. Or, sure. Oh, gotcha. You know. Some more, yeah, chemists. Um. I guess, you know, it's, it should be clear to me. I shouldn't have asked the question. It should be clear to me that if somebody's controlling rats, it's not a real-world plague well, thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you haven't said anything too fantastical besides the yeah. alchemy. I guess the, you know, the fucking, you know, the guy using the Morbius powers on the, the rat population, yeah. you know, that's, have, that's not unrealistic. Well, is this, <laughs> is this a lead-in to that, you know, one of the Suicide Squad movies? There's a character that controls rats, right? Ratcatcher 2? Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I was gonna say there's there's a lot of characters that control rats. Ratcatcher, Pied Piper, um, the Rat King from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Mm, Rat King from Carmen San Diego. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I can't remember. Does anybody That's control David anymore? <laughs> does anybody control the rats in Secret of Nim, or was that that they got super intelligent and controlled themselves? I can't. I mean, I feel like one? the whole thing of Secret of Nim was the rats were characters themselves. Yeah, they're just like, cartoon rats. Mrs. Okay. Nim was a rodent. Oh, yeah. she was a mouse. Yes. Right. All right, so Secret of Nim has nothing to do with this. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. You know, Jesse, yeah. are any of the rats in A Plague Tale uh, Rizzo the rat from the Muppets? No, like, you never get, like, any one-on-one time with, it, like, a rat. It's all... You never all, have any just, like, you know, sad yeah. conversations with one rat? Fucking, are any, uh, are any of the rats Ratso Rizzo from um, Midnight Cowboy? No, no. It's like, like I said, it's it's more of a oops all rat situation. <laughs> um, Someone please screen cap John's face. <laughs> like, like it's like the game is really good looking, even though like a lot of it, um, like I would say half of what I've played so far, and I'm only on like like chapter six or seven, uh, so I think I'm like halfway through. Um, but like it's been a lot of like you know dark, dank uh, areas, you know trying to you know sneaking around at night um but it looks good and then when you're in the daylight it looks like even better so it's a real pretty game the rats look impressive like wait in the daylight i was gonna say i would think in the daylight there'd be just significantly less rats well there's no rats in the daylight okay so good. It, yeah, but, it, probably, but, but know, it adds to night, the, uh, the vibe <laughs> and they all have like little red eyes and stuff and like when you see them come out like uh, there, there's like a scene where all of a sudden, like they're in like this castle and it's like a uh, like shaking real bad and stuff, and then like the walls just break open, like these stone walls, and it's just like wave of rats pours out, and it's just 
insane looking and like like so like cool like i don't know what it is but a giant fucking wave of rats just bursting out of like a castle wall is just like kind of magical for some reason it's it's magical but it's also just foolish from like a building code standpoint they really shouldn't have insulated (laughs) the castle with rats yeah they fucked up yeah like it was you know it's like you got asbestos you got fucking uh fiberglass and then you got rats and i you know frankly John, I would have I would have gone fiberglass. John, it sounds like you're just describing Baltimore. <laughs> you talk about fiberglass, <laughs> asbestos, and rats. Yes. Just saying, you know, when you're building a house or a castle, you got to choose one of these things to be inside the walls, and um, you shouldn't choose rats. They can live in there, man. They can breed and then eventually burst forth and like eat your people. It's, you know, it's not rats. good. <laughs> what terrible insulation, rats. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the crux of my joke I'm making here. <laughs> Much better off using a more. Uh, no, no, non-living Less living. Yeah. <laughs> less magical, you know, less prone to eating people. Uh, you know, I, I hate to be the one to, you know, stand for uh, asbestos, but I'm going to say it. I think asbestos is better insulation than rats. <laughs> I mean, it worked as well. Hot take. It did. It did indeed. <laughs> I think I think we need to start marketing Game That Tune Asbestos. Box quote, John Harrington, it's not rats. Exactly. You know, would you rather have asbestos or uh, yeah. you know house full of living rats? I, you know. Yeah, God. cancer is the slow killer. Rats will eat you up. Right, exactly. Yeah, persistent cough or your house bursting with rats. Yeah, just out of the wall. Yeah. God, if you saw this, your wall burst open and just rats yeah, flooding you out of it. around my house right now, just thinking about like, yeah, you know, I would not like it if there were rats bursting out of that wall right just, now. Like, I, that would I, upset just me. keep coming out. Well, like, I'm imagining. You know, I, had the, I had the plumber here today. He was like up under the house. I'm like, you know, what if he missed something and like a, a rat pipe got loose and just like burst up through the kitchen yeah. floor and, you know, I got fucking rats all over the house. I, I, I was thinking of a similar thing. Like, you know, I, uh, you decide you want to replace your regular light switch with a dimmer switch. You take the wall plate off. Rats is pouring out. Yeah, there's a little rat like, back there holding the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell y'all, I'm really excited to go to sleep after tonight's episode. Yeah. Just dreaming of rats pouring out and of like, my wall. And I bet you're excited to be a homeowner one day too. <laughs> this all and comes with the territory, David. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's not like like one or five rats. Like it's no, three hundred thousand like, rats. Like yeah, good God Almighty! Like when when you first see all the rats in the game, you're like. Damn. <laughs> they put a lot of fucking rats in this game. That's like that's impressive. That's like, so like, I felt when I saw the mummy and those scarab beetles start crawling yeah. all over everything. It's like well, that's a lot of beetles. You know. Like this is probably the most rats in any video game. Special Just effects are great. Believable beetles. Believable rats. Just like in this game, written. thinking, my god, that must be. 300,000 individually rendered rats. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> Jesse, you should write the Guinness on behalf of this game. Yeah, <laughs> Surely it's got to be a record. I mean, it might be. I don't know. Can any other game even claim to come close? Like, I'm not even saying strictly rats. Like, maybe three, Fortnite. Three hundred thousand rodents of any kind is. Can any other game claim to come anywhere near that? Oh man, what's, they could make like a uh, uh, what's that uh, role-playing tabletop game with the rats that you play? They could make one of those uh, Red Wall Settlers something? of Rattan. Well, I was gonna say make a Dynasty Warriors version of that. I would play the fuck out of Dynasty Warriors, but it's all rats. rats. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a squirrel just kicking ass, Plague fuck war- yeah. Sorry, Plague just, Warriors. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I can't move off this Guinness idea, right? Because there's two <laughs> outcomes. There's two outcomes to the Guinness thing. Either, Free beer! Either one, 
you help this company get a world record, or two, you get like a great rejection letter explaining who has the world record why you didn't get it. You're like, God, I would love to get that letter. Be like, so, dear, <laughs> dear Mr. Moore, we regret to inform you that the record for the most arrested video game is already claimed by so and so. Yeah, I would love to know how that was unknown to anybody before writing back to Jesse. <laughs> you know, somehow Guinness has a vault where they keep you know, really upsetting things. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You forgot about this game. Yeah. Yeah. Choo Choo Rocket 4. <laughs> they fucked up the coding somewhere in it. And Those are mice, Guinness. Rats. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. 600,000 rats in this game, actually. What a, great. What a sham. <laughs> Uh, we had to kill the Dreamcast just to make sure no one ever played the 600,000 rat version of Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> it's a whole big thing. <laughs> Man. Jesse, this, this game this, sounds dope. It's it's really fun. And, and I gotta say, though, it like it does capture like the bleakness. Um, so, like, it's not like a, you know, cheery game. Because uh, there's a whole lot of parts where you're, like, walking through, like, waist-deep water. Mm. And they got, like, the... Uh, the like it looks really cool for some reason. Like they got the moving slow and like bodies floating by you and like the water's all like miscolored and it's just like a really just gross situation. And they they really did a good job with that. Um, and and it's cool because like you play that game for a while and like the dialogue is really good. The uh, the characters are talking back and forth to each other. Uh, the one main lady she does. Uh, uh, talk a little too much, I would say, just because, like, it's, it's, um, I seem to be, like, a trend in 2022 with games of, like, the main character, like, um, talking a lot, you know, just, um, while they're running around in the environments and stuff. Um, but it's, it's not too bad. Um, but, like, you play this game and it's bleak and stuff and maybe, you know, and I figured out the perfect chaser game for this is you play this for a couple hours and then you play like three or four rounds of Splatoon 3 and then you're back on back in business. Mm, yeah, a little, uh, so. little light and dark, just you know, swinging between two extremes. So, yeah. rats and squids are my combo of the week. I like it, man. So my final question, you know, I was thinking about it, uh, like accessibility options and, you know, being considerate of all, uh, you know, all gamers and things. Um, does this game have any options for people that suffer from, like, musophobia? Oh God, you! Yeah, it's called play another game. Right. Um, you know, so, but there's, there's no, there's no like toggle in the menus to not turn no. the rats into something non-rat. Because like, like in Grounded, you could turn the uh, the spiders into the just weird blob things. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah see, I, I was thinking uh, like, man, what if somebody really wants to play this game because they love plagues, but they're scared of rats? Yeah. Like, yeah, don't play this. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's 300,000 other video games you could play. Right. Hey, <laughs> like, discriminate, but yeah, like, maybe. I'm sorry. If, if you need something that takes place in 1320, I'm sure there's an Assassin's Creed or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Something with less rats. Sure love rats, stuff. but man. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure plagues. <laughs> God damn it. I, uh... I just want to say, you know, Jesse's choice talking about squids and rats. Um, at the new Game That Tune restaurant, we have a meal that's Jesse's choice. It's calamari and hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go, baby. Oh, man. Oh, you can put the little squid rings around the hot dog so it's like you're getting married. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesse, you know, you... <laughs> Jesse, please tell me you've been to a wedding ceremony where they put a calamari <laughs> over a hot dog. Because uh, Jesse got married, man. <laughs> Called that the Middleburg Special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Fucking man. laughs> 
with this calamari. <laughs> well, you know how you put the ring on the finger, like in The Simpsons, to use the onion ring? I'm sorry, I... Y'all were at my wedding. Did you not see them put the ring yeah. on my penis? Like, <laughs> that's different. Listen, David, we all slid your it wife the calamari ring, ring while you weren't looking. I hate to tell you tired. this. But, yeah, I put the calamari ring on a lot of ladies' hot dogs that night. <laughs> Game three. The lady holds the hot dog, right? <laughs>
All right, so the single-player mode of this game features a unique character select where you walk around a round 3D dungeon area going up to statues of the game's characters to choose them. Uh, you do this first for the character you want to play as, since only two characters are selectable to start, so you must fight a character in order to utilize them. If anybody needs, I do have an additional piece of trivia. Who would ever need an additional piece of trivia after that fantastic trivia and that fantastic song? Yeah. All right. I was just putting it out there. I got this, man. (laughs) All right. So Jesse says Scottish Mortal Kombat. Mm, You know what? We're going to check with the judges. Uh, Johnny says NYC Cop Funeral Simulator. Sadly incorrect. John Harrington says Kasumi Ninja. You know what? Um, judges, Jesse and John both have a correct answer. This is Kasumi Ninja, uh, the first fighting game released for the Atari Jaguar. Fuck you, David. God damn it. Is this our our first Jaguar game? It's our only Jaguar game. Yeah, that's like our first Jaguar game. Yeah, I feel first like and it last, has to I'm be. calling it now. In God. honor of the Jaguars making the playoffs. Yeah, David, what's the big idea, motherfucker? <laughs> God damn it, I, w- I want to be the one to bring that shit console to the show, you son of a bitch. Uh. So yeah, um, this is Kasumi Ninja, the beloved fighting game for the Jaguar. I'm sure we've all played it. Um, this game sucks. Well... Mm-hmm. Is there fire? You know, Johnny, I'm very glad that you asked that, because let me talk about this game. Uh, This game is a blatant Mortal Kombat ripoff in which several characters from around the world compete in a tournament with bloody special moves and finishing moves where they kill each other. Um, They were desperately trying to capitalize on that. All of the characters are rendered in, like, photorealist 
motion captures and whatnot. Um, and let me know if any of these characters, because I say like it's a blatant Mortal Kombat ripoff. Let me know if any of these characters sound possibly familiar. There is Chagi Nelson, who is a kickboxing champion and also a Hollywood superstar. Um, oh, like Scorpion. <laughs> or Habiki, who is the elder brother of a ninja. Uh, he is a palette swap of Gyaku, who is also a ninja possessed by a demon. Hmm. Uh, and there's also Pakawa, the uh, chief of a Comanche tribe. Obviously, hmm. none of these see. characters sound like Mortal Kombat characters. Well, at that time, was there a Comanche chief in Mortal Kombat? This was, what, 1994 Night or Wolf? so? There was Nightwolf, yeah. Was Mortal Kombat 3 out in 1994? I believe so. Um, but to answer Johnny's question, most importantly, and at least in my opinion, the one redeeming feature of this character is Angus McGregor possibly one of the best fighting game characters of all time. He is a Scottish blacksmith who his storyline is basically Ryu from Street Fighter. Um, he's a Scottish blacksmith who gets into barroom brawls in pubs in Scotland and just beats everybody's ass. Dope. So he searches around the world looking for a worthy combatant because he's just into fighting. Um, his super moves include a headbutt, uh, a command grab where he grabs you and flips you over his back like a Highland caber toss. And then there's his projectile move in which he lifts up his kilt and shoots a fireball presumably from his dick. Like, he is wow. a red-headed Scotsman with a literal fire crotch. Hmm. I was going to ask you to clarify the caber great. toss thing, but now I feel like all we're really going to talk about is the fireballs shooting out of the dick. So, yeah. well, because, you know, up until he said, presumably from the crotch, I could easily visualize him bending over and lifting up his kilt and shooting it out of his ass, right? Easy. Easily. Right. Yeah, just, so, you know, blind them with the, you know, the fiery pubes of a large Scotsman's ass. <laughs> I will I will post a um, picture in the Discord. No, uh, you won't. I don't no, I will. I'm doing it right now. Um, I will post a picture of how he shoots it. Uh, yeah, no, he lifts up his kilt and just shoots a fireball from his crotch. It's fucking great. Um, like, again, this game sucks, but... Uh, oh, God. Now I can't think of the name of it. There's that, like, indie fighting game that somehow paid the licensing fees for Skullamania from oh, yeah. Street Fighter EX right. to get him as a character. I wish somebody would pay the licensing fees. It can't be that much. I don't think it, I want Angus McGregor. Put this guy in a game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want Angus McGregor in a game again. Like, this guy's awesome. This guy's abandonware at this point. I think you can just put him in anything you want. Tekken 8. Yes. God, you can get Seamus from WWE to do some motion capture for him. Oh my God, yes. I mean, you know, they're kind of all over the place. Seamus is the Celtic warrior, not the, uh, you know, Scottish warrior or whatever. Yeah. But uh, still, he's got the right look. You know, very, very red-headed well, white man. Through. Yeah, I don't he's know. Man. I, I would believe that Seamus could shoot fireballs out of his crotch more so uh, than. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, but man. I mean, I will. Johnny, get ready on that hot take button. I'll be the first to say it. Let me, let me say it first. Let me say it first. Um, on behalf of Game That Tune, Angus McGregor for Smash 6. Mm. Let's fucking do it. 
There we have it. Uh, you know, I'm for it. I'm for these, uh, these... I'll call my uncle. These health meters that they have in this game. I like that the health meter in this game appears to be a sword drenched in blood. And is it... Wait. As you lose life, it the blood depletes? Or as you get beat up more, the blood increases on your sword? Um, but wouldn't that be the other person's blood on your sword? That, I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's what's so confusing about these life meters. Without seeing the game in action, I don't know which direction the blood's moving. But I'm for it. I believe it's pretty rad. as you as you attack them, um, you increase the blood on their sword. Mm. Um, I have played this game. Mm. I did mm. rent it mm. from my local video game store uh, course, just uh, earlier today um, for my Atari Jaguar, Jaguar console. <laughs> Man, for half a second, I was like. You had a Jaguar? And I was like, wait. I Hold the phone. Going. Let's talk about your experience as America's only Jaguar owner. But no. <laughs> Which, um, God, the, the game, like I said, it's not very good. And part of that goes into the controls. Um, so you know how in classic traditional street fight, like fighting games like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, you do quarter circle forward punch and you throw a Hadouken or in Mortal Kombat you do like back down kick and you do a special move. So in this game, you hold the special button down, then do the motion, and then let go. Oh, and that's yeah. how you do a special motion. No. It's really awkward. No, don't. That's not. That's bad. Hmm. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound like... Hmm. Because the, the Jaguar controller, you've got the A, B, C buttons. Right. And then you've got the, like, numerical keypad that you don't touch. Um, <laughs> C is keypad. the special button. So, like, you hold down C and put, like, back down forward and then release it to do a special move. It's it's just awkward. Yeah, no, that's not good. Hmm. Because, um, yeah, also, I mean, like, you know, just, I don't know, you want... You don't want one button dedicated to special moves. That makes them less special. That just makes them like third moves. Um, but so, I mean, does the does the special button do anything in absence of the like the directional inputs? Like, can you press it and just do like an attack, or uh, do you, it's it's strictly there to hold it and do the directions with? Uh, you you require an input. That sucks. That's you know that's yeah. terrible. Because <laughs> it's um. It's it's not a good game, but yeah, that's it kind does of, feature I'm, I'm, a I'm hung up on that button now. That button fucking perplexes me because like the whole thing with like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat is like you got your you know your set of buttons and with you know you're punching and kicking in Street Fighter and then you can do a little move and hit the same punch or kick button and do a special move using you know the motion of just the keypad or not the keypad but the directional pad. If there's just a dedicated button that you have to hold down to do all that stuff, it just kind of ruins the flow of the fighting. Like, hmm. Unless it's something where you can... Well, no, because I was going to say, if you could be holding it down and inputting something to you know, like hit somebody with as you're also using the other buttons. But no, because you would have to be moving around and hitting them to... And, you know, using the inputs to fight them using just the normal uh, normal attacks. No, the, yeah, that, that third button system fucking, it, it confounds me, David. I'm like, I'm like my mind's kind of melting thinking about it. I don't, I don't love it. I might say I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never held a Jaguar controller in my life. Don't know a thing about it, but you know, no, this does not inspire faith in me. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think this system's going to make it, man. They, they redesigned the controller, and it's still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when did they redesign it? <laughs> well, uh, shortly after launch. Uh, whenever, like, I remember the Atari Jaguar came out, and then they uh, realized it was too expensive, and the controller sucked too much, so they dropped the price and put out a new controller, but the controller still sucked. Like, there, hmm. there's just no saving this thing. Right, yeah. Hmm. I mean, there have been times when redesigning the controller has worked. I mean, the Xbox, uh, the OG Xbox famously had to, like, slim down the fucking controller. <sighs> Dude, I loved the Duke. The, the Duke, Duke is where it's at, of course. I got, yeah. I got big old, like, ridiculous hands. Like, I need yeah. the Duke. Oh, I love the Duke, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some people weren't made for the Duke. Um, they, made they, me feel safe. Yeah, it, you know, truly. But uh, I spent the, a year living under a Duke, <laughs> like, controller. <laughs> That gave me shelter. Times, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I slept in my Xbox and you know, covered myself in the Duke. <laughs> These huge, huge contraptions. <laughs> so I, I, I want to point out total random topic change real quick. Um, oh, great. This game beat Mortal Kombat to the Native American representation. We were asking yes, earlier see, about I, Nightwolf. Nightwolf came out. I already out. looked that up, goddammit. You know, Mortal well Kombat done, 3 Johnny. came out in 95. This game came out in 94. This game beat Mortal Kombat to the punch. Mm-hmm. You know, I I will say it's true. This game technically beat Mortal Kombat, but I'm sure they're very proud. They should be. I'm I'm aware of what I'm about to say. I feel like Mortal Kombat had a more sensitive portrayal of indigenous people Uh-oh. than this game. Because uh, that was going to be my follow-up question. You know, like maybe this is the better portrayal. Because you did say a real tribe, right? So. The character does hail from a real tribe. Hey. However, the the stage is just like a generic Pacific Northwest with a bunch of teepees and totem poles. And then his fatality, he literally scalps you. Like, oh, no. it's not good. Okay. Well, oh, that's unfortunate. Because, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's kind of offensive that Nightwolf is just an amalgamation of kind of Native American stuff. And he uses energy tomahawks and whatnot. But, no, he doesn't like smash you with a totem pole and then like do a whoa 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 and then scalp you it's yeah <laughs> that's bad <laughs> it's it's i want to say like one of his intros is literally him dancing while saying like hey how are you? hey how? like it's it's really bad jesus I, christ am i allowed to say that energy tomahawks are pretty cool yes yeah because they I mean, are they're okay. probably like soul tomahawks given that it's mortal combat yeah. but yeah like nightwolf is able to conjure you know, glowing green tomahawks of, I mean, that, you know, that, of action. It's great. That part seems cool. Yes. I mean, I feel like regardless of what the weapon is, a weapon made out of soul energy is cool. Yes. Yes. And it's, but you it's don't cool, see though, a tomahawk that, used often. And it's also cool that Nightwolf isn't the only character that can summon soul energy because it's Mortal Kombat. If it was suddenly there's a Native American character and he has, like, the powers of his ancestors, that, that borders on offensive as well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um... But yeah, Nightwolf just being a you know guy that's also into souls. You know, that's just Mortal Kombat, baby. Everybody loves those souls. Oh yeah, yeah. Oops, all um, souls. It's, it's you know, early souls. You game. know what is also totally okay and not racist? Um, stereotypes about white people and a a Scotsman who loves fighting that shoots fireballs from his dick. I'm super in favor of. I mean, is that really like? Are they playing against any real stereotypes there, David, or is that just kind of, I don't know. I mean, Scott, Scott's people have a stereotype about fighting. Johnny, yeah, you, you can speak to that. Spotting? Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, name your most famous Scotsman. James Bond? 
I mean, like... Well, he liked to fight. <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my most famous Scotsman would probably be Sean Connery. Uh, I would say Brad Pitt. Let's see how long we can draw the silence out. In that guy Richie movie where he played the uh well god, was he his costume in that fucking movie? Or? No, man, he was no, a, he wasn't. Oh, shit. he was a traveler. Oh, he was shit. You know. Yeah. I fucked up. Yeah, he's a word that we don't uh you know, yeah, use yeah, loosely yeah, yeah. these days. Yeah. You uh, and McGregor. My man. Sean, when you edit this episode, please don't oh, cut that silence. I ain't Just let shit. it roll. Mm-mm. Um but yeah, I mean I don't know, man. <laughs> like the, the the stereotypes around, you know, I don't know, uh, Scottish and Irish people, they, you know, they, they don't seem to be particularly harmful stereotypes, at least in this country. Like, it's just like, <laughs> at least know. not to us. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's not like, you know, Scottish is equal to Native American or hmm. African American. Like, you know, there are certain stereotypes you can play on and certain that you simply don't want to play on whatsoever. And this game did not have the good sense to not do a Native American thing. Um, frankly, that's like I commend the Mortal Kombat guys for fucking avoiding it. Like, they dodged a lot of fucking traps. Like, it's easy to think, yeah, Nightwolf should scalp people. They didn't do it. They're fucking smart on their part. (laughs) It's one of those things where, again, you look at the the Native American characters in Mortal Kombat like, "Uh, I don't know. And then you look at Kasumi Ninja like, wow, the Mortal Kombat guys, they're pretty progressive. Yeah, fucking tasteful. Yeah. Um, Jeez Louise, who would have ever thought? But, yeah. um, Who would have thought Atari Jaguar developers would be out of touch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Yeah, I, I say all that to say Angus McGregor needs to be in more games because, goddamn, that character's awesome. Yeah, we you know we need more just you know bekilted Scotsmen all over our fighting games. Uh, I'd love to see him make a you know an appearance in Mortal Kombat 12. Bring him in, you know, really render what's under the kilt. Have that be like, oh man, the X-ray attacks with Angus. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see the insides of Johnny Cage being incinerated by a dick fireball. It's just going to be whew, brutal, <laughs> but tasteful. That's the important thing. <laughs> so, God, David, fucking a! What a you know what a game. What a what a brand new system to introduce to the show. Um, it's finally Jaguar episode three twenty. <laughs> Let's talk about the Jaguar. Oh, got there, baby. <laughs> uh, you know what they say: if it's not Scottish, it's crap. True. We've all heard that. Game four.
Uh, all right, guys. So this game uh, introduced two brand new characters to the series. It also marks the first playable uh, appearance of a previous boss character and uh, reintroduced a character to the series. However, um, people probably didn't realize it because it's actually just the uh, it's the descendant of a previously deceased character. But people that aren't familiar with the canon are probably just like, oh, hey, look, this guy's back. Who's feeling great? I am. Pretty great. Good. Very good. Oh, Johnny's so close. Yeah. Johnny sadly said toe jam and roll. Uh, he's on the right track. Um, Jesse says Tekken 7. Uh, sadly incorrect. David says Tekken dot 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 5? With a question mark? That's a, that's a pretty apt answer, David, because this is, uh, this is the second version of Tekken 5. Do you know the name of that? Tekken 5 version 2. David, you're ever so close. I'll give you three-tenths of a point. This is uh, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. That was going to be my second guess. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, well played on the soundboard there, Johnny. Uh, yeah, Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. It's the Tekken 5 update that came out on the PSP, and then later they ported okay. it forward to the PS3. And... Um, 
I was yeah. gonna say, it's like, it's a Tekken 5 port. This was on the PSP, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It sure was. And, uh, you know, also it came out in arcades. And, and so arcade, PSP, PS3. And, uh, you know, pretty cool game that I actually, uh, you know, I didn't put any time into because it was on PSP at first. And then because, I don't know, I was playing other stuff when it came out for the PS3. I'm like, eh, I've played Tekken 5 a fuckload. I don't need just two new characters. And also, I was not informed that you could play as the boss character of the game, uh, Jinpachi. It's uh, Heihachi's dad. Um, if I'd known that, I might have actually picked up the game, because Jinpachi's kind of dope. Um, David, are you familiar with uh, familiar with Jinpachi? Um, it's a Tekken thing, so no. Are you no, familiar with Heihachi? Yes. Okay, so what's, what's Heihachi's... With... What's one of Heihachi's defining features? His hair. Yes, exactly. So Jinpachi, being his father, how do you think that they iterated upon Heihachi to design his father, Jinpachi? Oh, is this the, like, version of Heihachi where he's still got the pointy hair, but it's black instead? No, no, that actually is in canon of Tekken. That's merely young Heihachi. Uh, in several instances, they you know he shows back up because he's created a youth serum, and so you get to play as young, you know, uh, black-haired Heihachi again, which is very funny. Um, Johnny, you're familiar with Heihachi Mishima. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's uh, based on your knowledge of Heihachi? What uh, what do you think Jinpachi's hair feature is? I think Jinpachi's hair feature is going to be um, like a, a triple ponytail situation. Two Ooh, side like, like Ray from Force Awakens, <laughs> and not one in the back, but one on the top. Oh, okay, a front knot. Yeah, front. Yeah, no, top, Johnny, top that's not plus right two at all. side knots. <laughs> oh, oh, not even close. That would be kind of funny. Heihachi famously having like the flying V guitar hair and the bald in the middle. Jinpachi is all ponytails in the middle. That would be pretty funny. Uh, Jesse, are you familiar with Jinpachi? It's been a minute. Okay, you know, try and try and visualize this man, an older angrier, more demon-possessed version of Heihachi, where does his hair power come from? Either, like, I want to say a weird eyebrows or weird, uh, like, beard stuff. It is a weird beard. (laughs) He's got I just looked up a picture. What the fuck? (laughs) He's so good, man. It's just Heihachi's hair, but it originates from his beard. (laughs) It's It's literally (laughs) Heihachi, but, like, five inches lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Is he bald on top? Oh, weird. Oh, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, a bald, angry old man with a beard that resembles a flying V guitar. He's the shit. <laughs> if you want to go with the old man vibe, though, they should have had the hair coming out of his ears, right? That's true. <laughs> Damn, they really did miss an opportunity there. But you got to assume that's not what he looked like when he was killed by Heihachi and buried under the grounds of their family temple. Uh, he probably didn't look quite so old. I assume that this was just a stylish beard that he wore throughout his life. And then Heihachi imprisoned him and killed him. And then he was possessed by a demon and came back. And yeah, his beard went wild. Um, I do appreciate that he grew his beard and styled it out, but made sure to comb his eyebrows out as a compliment. The guy's got a great look. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like so many characters in Tekken, he's got a fucking dynamite look. It's uh, it's great. And then, yeah, his eventually when you're fighting him, you know, his uh, his stomach reveals that it's also a demon's mouth and shoots fireballs out of it. Which is pretty great. It's it's not you know it sucks kind of following the you know Scottish Dick Fireball guy with Jin Panchi, the man whose entire core shoots fireballs. I feel like it's a little uh, 
I don't know, blasé at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, lo- I'm, looking, I'm looking at Jen Pachi, and I'm like 99% sure that if I walked into a restaurant and this guy saw me at my table, I would really be debating if I should leave or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would he be the host? <laughs> He's just retired. Oh, enjoy your for stay, Chili's. <laughs> I just want to make sure, John, so the guy with the beard that's combed up into a flying beard, whose eyebrows are stylistic compliment, and who has, like, a mouth in his stomach that spits fireballs, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb. I kind of feel like Tekken is not taking itself too seriously. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like this series is a little goofy. <laughs> just welcome to Olive Garden. Just <laughs> <laughs> you your family. Uh, you shall have one. And if you're family, I throw you into a volcano. I um, love the idea that there's a character in Tekken that just throws unlimited breadsticks yeah. in a volcano. Just keep grating that cheese. More. More. <laughs> More. Um, instead of a taunt button, it's a cheese grate button. <laughs> or the keep cheese grating is the taunt, honestly. Keep on grinding that fresh pepper. Um, honestly, from now on, every fighting game should have a taunt that's just grinding cheese. Mm-hmm. Especially ones featuring Jin Pashi. Um, but he's only one of the characters. He's the playable boss character. This also introduced a couple of other uh, fantastic new characters. Um, none with as fantastic a hair as his. Uh, this introduced Lily. She's uh, like a spoiled little rich girl who can kick your ass. Uh, she's from Monaco. Um, it's also introduced uh, Dragonov. Uh, I can't remember. Does anybody here besides me play Tekken? I'm familiar with it because I like to watch the endings. Right. People talk about the endings. Yes, the endings are always fantastic. So, David, where, um, where do you land on like kind of hot young heiress girls who can, I don't know, secretly beat your ass like uh, Lily from Monaco? Uh, that's my kink. Okay, cool. Where do you land on... Uh, like half Russian, half Japanese Spetsnaz uh, colonels who are mute and can also kick your ass. That is also my <laughs> additional additional kinks. Um, and then the other character that is reintroduced doesn't really count. Uh, Armor King is back, but the original Armor King is oh. dead. This is Armor King the uh, second. Nobody would fucking know that if they didn't read like you know I don't know the Wikipedia page about it like. They don't make it clear when this happens. King has been King the Second for fucking like most of the games at this point. So, Armor King the, King the Second is here. Weird. <laughs> I do have a question as someone who is deeply invested in the lore of Tekken. Yes. What distinguishes King from Armor King? Well, I'm glad you is asked. Is it me. literally just armor? Well, yeah. it's, it's that and it's coloration. Uh, you know, uh, King is a large Mexican man in a jaguar mask, and uh, Armor King is a large darker-skinned Mexican man in a jaguar mask that has two different colored eyes, a green eye and a red eye, and it's gray fur, and he also wears Shredder's armor. So it's kind of like the difference between Ryu and Evil Ryu. Does Evil Ryu wear Shredder armor? I would say it's more like the Nasty Boys. Or, or was it the Road Warriors? Right. Whoever wore the, the, uh, the WCW tag team. That's the whole thing, yeah, David. It's, it's, it's pro wrestling shit. So, like, I'm sorry, Jesse. We're trying to put this into terms that I would understand. <laughs> trying to explain these fictional pro wrestlers in non-pro wrestling context, Jesse. David's lost here. Uh, King is the you know the baby face. He's the good guy. And Armor King is the heel. He's the bad guy. So he's the darker, more evil, more shredder armor wearing guy. And his moves are indicative of that. He has more you know things like you know bitch slapping people. 
and like leg submissions, whereas King is like more of a pro wrestler. I gotcha. So Armor King is Wario. I feel like there's a, a crudeness in Wario that doesn't really come through in Armor King, and also Armor King is just as shredded as King. Like, there's not a fatness or a fartness to Armor King. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's, it's Pit versus Dark Pit is what it is. Okay. Yeah, th- there it is. God, why didn't I think to put it in Kid Icarus terms much sooner? <laughs> True. I got you, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you got there. Right, exactly. It, you know, geez, just sometimes you got to talk through it. Um, but yeah, it's um, so the game is actually pretty cool. Like I said, I didn't play it, and unfortunately, I avoided listening to the soundtrack for a lot of years because I just kind of figured, oh, you know, they probably it's probably not anything new. And it wasn't until like I think just last year that I finally listened to it and realized, oh shit, they actually Tekken Five is one of my favorite Tekken soundtracks. It's one of my most played Tekken games, and they took all the songs from that, and it's got all of those stages, but then they also have alternate versions of the stages that feature alternate versions of the songs. So all the stages from the from Tekken 5 have new versions in Dark Resurrection. Like, in Tekken 5, there's a moonlit wilderness. In Dark Resurrection, it's the same stage, but it's daytime, and the music is different. You know, there's a thing taking place that, you know, there's, you know, one of my favorite levels, Poolside. You're fighting in a hotel pool. And then you're fighting in a hotel pool, but there's a concert going on. Um, you're fighting in, you know, uh, a city at sunset. You're fighting in the city once the sun has set and all the lights are on. And it's just, you know, fuck, I didn't realize they actually remixed the whole soundtrack. I should have listened to this ages ago. This, this soundtrack's perfectly fine, baby. This is, you know, it's like a, it's just like a remix album. It's great. So I was disappointed to learn that I should have listened to this a long fucking time ago. It's one of those things like, I'm a Tekken guy. How the fuck did I overlook this? But... The answer is because it was on PSP, and, you know, I didn't really give it a second thought. But, uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, it adds a couple of fun characters. It's got some fire. Uh, it doesn't have, you know, actually, it's funny. The whole thing that sparked this uh, was I was like, oh, well, Tekken's got those stages. I think almost every Tekken game's got a stage set in some kind of, like, burning temple or something. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, only Tekken 5 had a stage set in a burning temple. Hmm. Maybe I'll do a VGM threesome where I feature video game or feature fighting games with like burning stages. And then I was like, no, wait, I should just use Tekken 5. That's much easier. Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection, that's even easier. Because you know, we haven't used it on the show. So um, yeah. Good game. Some stuff's on fire. Jinpachi creates fire from his demon stomach. It's pretty great. So uh, you know, I'm telling you, David, one of these days you're gonna play one of these games and you're gonna really enjoy it, man. Um, I've played Tekken. I played Tekken against you. Yes, yes, I yes. got a perfect against you. Right, right, right. But you, I'm saying, I don't remember that. You were gonna play a story mode in Tekken and enjoy it, man. I think Tekken Eight might be the time for David to jump into the series. As as long <laughs> as there's a cool. Tekken game where I can play as Julia, because I have decided she is my main. Mm-hmm. As she should be. You know, she's a total main, main course. What a snack. Um, great game. Great tunes. A main course snack, that's right, it's the thing I said. Uh, Johnny, let's keep it going. <laughs> Game five.
All right, so this game features a continent called Gondolin, which bears a striking resemblance to Africa. The name may be a misspelling of Gondwanaland, a supercontinent believed to have contained Africa, South America, Antarctica, Australia, and regions of India. gentlemen uh as you write down your answers i do want to give a special thanks to our requester uh this is our fan request it came from acre in our discord so um if you have your answers let's see them <laughs> jesse has drawn a penis Sadly incorrect, uh, John Regan continues his answer of NYC Cop Funeral Simulator. Sadly incorrect, John Harrington has the correct answer. This is Golden Sun Lost Age. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Johnny's just really hung up on that cop funeral. <laughs> Man, he's really... 
It's real quick on that soundboard, guys. Mm-hmm. Real good. Johnny, how many cop funerals have you been to, man? Oh, God, dude. I put so many cops <laughs> in the crowd. I've been so many cop funerals. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you know, usually you don't attend the funeral at that point. <laughs> oh, man. Good for you, though, man. Really proud of you. <laughs> Somebody else talk about yeah. this game. And I thought I was the wow. gangster. Um, so, Johnny, uh, let's talk about all those cops you've executed over the years. Um, as, it relates to, as it relates to Golden Sun, the Lost Age, of course. Um, you know, this being... Um, an RPG for the Game Boy Advance. It, of course, has so much in common with a police funeral. Um, so, um... Motoy Sakuraba this, famously supported the police. This... this God damn it, Chuck. Okay, it's not that. Um, this was you, one of the you, final games released before the death of Hiroshi Yamauchi, the uh, retired and then deceased president of Nintendo. Um, this was one of the final games... Did a cop ga- kill him? Final games released before he retired. And, you know, I'm not going to say that Hiroshi Yamauchi was killed by police, but I'm not going to deny it either. We can't prove it. However, we can't unprove it. Right. <laughs> um, so this... <laughs> God damn it. The fact that Johnny's just sitting quietly through all of this is really blowing my mind. He just fucking drops, you know, fucking cop bombs on us and then just quietly yeah. fucking, you know, doesn't respond to anything. It's amazing. So, um, this is the sequel to Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance. Um, it's another classic Camelot RPG. Um, it features the same kind of mechanics as Golden Sun. You're, you're going around an overworld. Um, you can collect gins, which give you different abilities and powers. Um, Famous sadly, no big beards. Um, one class of gin is the fire gin, so you do get fire mages. Mm. Um, and a large portion of the story is set around going to various locations and lighting fires in ancient lighthouses to like extend beams of light. Um, the cool thing about this game is it's sort of a parallel story to the original golden sun. Hmm. So you don't just play as brand new characters. You don't play as um, continued characters from the first game. Instead, you actually play as like the antagonist from the first game. Really? Um, so you kind of like run into the party from the first game and you're trying to like fuck up their adventure and whatnot. Um, so it's a really unique spin on an RPG story. Yeah, I feel like um, that is pretty unique. I feel like more games should maybe have thought of doing that. Like for the sequel, how about the same thing you just did, but from the other side? It's like a, it's like a Clint Eastwood situation. Did the flags of our fathers, and he did letters of Iwo Jima, showing you the same sides of the uh, the battle. Um, and I mean, to be clear, I want to say, like, when you're playing as the characters, you're playing as sort of like the human rivals you bump into. You don't play as like the world-ending god from an RPG. Oh, like, well, now hold on, because that's kind of what I was hoping. Like, yeah, I'm thinking, like, I was like, man, Secret of Mana is one of my favorite games, but it would be pretty dope if you could play as Thanatos. And, like, just go around sucking the souls out of hot young people. Like, that, you know, I want to know what he's up to when I'm not seeing him. Like, you know, because Thanatos in Secret of Man is kind of like Poochie. When he's not on screen, I'm kind of asking, where's Thanatos? 
So I would like a sequel in which you get to play as the guy with the skull mask that consumes the, you know, the life force of the youth and then turns into a hideous lich. But you're saying it's not that. So no, when you play Golden Sun, occasionally you bump Damn. into this uh, guy named Felix, who is, is he like... a cat? Uh, no, he's kind of like a rival character. Does so he... Isaac, the main character from Golden Sun, uh, like masters earth magic, um, and Felix, I believe, masters ice magic. Does Felix um, keep so an like... untidy apartment? Um, you know, I'm gonna have to go back and replay Golden Sun to check on that. Um, I'm just saying, they sound like so, a real odd couple. <laughs> so in this game, you play as Felix as you like go around that side of the adventure, which again I think is just a cool ass concept. I'm wondering. So in, it, the, in the original Golden Sun, or as you're playing as the heroes, are you walking around and just remarking about how many unlit lighthouses there are? Like, is that a big plot point? Do they hang a lampshade on that real well? And then you know, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, like undo it using the sequel. Like the the whole first game is about how there's not enough lighthouses lit, and then the sequel it's like, hey, we're gonna light these motherfucking lighthouses. So lighthouses do make a, a big part of the first game. Um, in fact, the um, the Golden Sun music track that's in Smash Brothers, I believe, is from one of the lighthouses. So like, yeah, they're a major component. Um, and as you go through in this game, you're trying to light them as well. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, um, and I just, I wanted to feature more, more Golden Sun music because it's a really good soundtrack, particularly for the Game Boy Advance sound chip. Yeah, I, you know, David, I'm glad you said that because it is a very good soundtrack and it's a Game Boy Advance soundtrack that doesn't make me want to claw my ears out. Like... You know, I don't know what it is, man. Uh, you know, I try not to be prejudiced towards these sound chips, but some people could not make that thing sing. Sakuraba seems like one of the guys that could make it sing. It's, uh, man. You know, we've we've talked about it numerous times in like Game That Tune Gems episodes, where it's like, oh yeah, they just took a an NES or an SNES game and tried to make it for the Game Boy Advance. It sounds like utter shit. And you know, I'm glad to hear that this doesn't. Like, I didn't have to fucking pull my headphones away during this segment or anything. Like, it was actually pleasing. It was good. It's just, it's That's the highest honor I can give a Game Boy Advance soundtrack on that chip. Good. That's like the Nintendo seal of quality on a Game Boy Advance soundtrack. Pepsi Man! Never saw it coming. Wow. Pepsi Man, famous for appearing on the Game Boy Advance. Yes, you know, and he just, yeah, he... <laughs> Wants to quench thirst and inform people that the Game Boy Advance soundtrack sound sound chip sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, Golden Sun, not two, but the Lost Age. Uh, you know, I'm a. I mean, you could call it two. You could, but should you? Since it's a side story, should it be Golden Sun one point five? Golden Sun also. Yes, that's a good one. What about you know Golden Sun Chain As of well. Memories? Yeah. Golden Sun 358 divided by 2. There you go. That's right. You're on the right track now, David. Um, so did you actually play this one, or are you just, uh, you're a fan of the Golden Sun series in general, and you're bringing it for the request? So a fan of the series in general and bringing it for the request. Right. Um, because, 
yeah, it's a cool series. It's got a cool, like, soundtrack. Um, and I, I kind of wish they would bring the series back, but considering the last one on DS didn't do so good, like, I I don't know we will ever get another Golden Sun game, and that kind of makes me sad. Yeah, I feel like we talked about this either on the show proper or, or on Game of the Toon Gems, because, yeah, now I'm looking at the series, and the series is three games, and the last one was now... Uh, approaching 13 years ago. So, something tells me this series is finished. <laughs> um, if the fans have been clamoring for these 13 years and Camelot has just been you know, looking down on them and saying no, then I think we might be done with the Golden Sun. Which is okay. Well, it, and it also feels weird because, like, I, I almost feel like it's a hard sell because what makes these games unique is that they're a deliberate throwback to older RPGs. So it's like, oh yeah, make a new game. That's like these games from 20 years ago. Right. Like, there's there's not really a lot of innovation. Well, the- I mean, the game does feature some puzzle elements and like you can control your djinn in the overworld. So like, it has some unique attributes. However... It's it's mainly kind of like a throwback to the Fantasy Star games. Like, right. it's just kind a of a hard sell because it seems like this came along and concluded. I don't know. I'm going to say five ish years too soon because this sounds like so many things that are in the Switchy shop right now. <laughs> like Jesse had one last week that fucking Chained Echoes. You know. Oh, it's so good. Super throwback to 16-bit RPGs. Is that not what Golden Sun was trying to do? Like. Nintendo really can't, like, I don't know, allocate some resources to get some guys to make a fucking 16-bit throwback. They can't option that out. I mean, fucking Square's doing this constantly. They're just doing those fucking 2D HD games. They're doing Octopath and Triangle Strategy and Live a Live. You tell me there's not people out there that are going to make a fucking new Golden Sun game? Come on. You know, or maybe... Maybe the Nintendo eShop is a reflection of the fact that nobody needs this because it's being satisfied by so many other series and indie developers at this point. I don't know. I'm just saying, it could it could still go on. Yeah, Johnny could probably program this. Johnny, you got a lot of free time, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Just I saying mean, you could yes. be kind of doodling and coming up with some some concepts. And, uh, you know, working on this in your downtime, you got access to a computer and you're free for, like, the next, I don't know, four-ish months to work on a pretty simple RPG. I mean, Johnny, in between programming for Game That Tune Radio, which you can find at gtt.rocks, you can just program an RPG, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I program RPGs, yeah, like, just in my sleep, dude. Like, I wake up, and next thing I know, I've got an RPG next to me in the bed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really messy. It's not fun. And you're... (laughs) And you're doing the grand jury thing, so it's like, you know. Yeah. You're going to be just like. The, up just make the game during that. So many, like, yeah, that's the thing. Just make a grand jury themed RPG where you're just, you know, going through so many harrowing seminars about, you know, these terrible misanthropic things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm just, you know, what is a grand jury if not a, a crash course on how to write a fucking RPG? Yeah. It's, you know, man. You guys ever have, like, a nocturnal mission, but instead of. Steven in the yeah. bed. It's a, it's a role-playing game. Yeah, a role-playing game comes out. Yeah, that's it, it goes straight to the Switch eShop. It's crazy. <laughs> we man, call that oh, Fire Emblem. Oh, whoa. Oh. Damn. Implying that, you know, those are just a dime a dozen, Johnny. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Damn. Step in a wow. fire emblem like that. <laughs> it's uh, it's hardcore, man. Fire emblem is just a wet dream. Oh yeah. I um, really wanted to use a fire. I really wanted to right. use the fire emblem game tonight just because it has fire in the title, but like I couldn't. I don't know anything about these goddamn Frankly, games. Frankly, <laughs> we all dropped the ball on not just choosing games with fire in the title. Like I said, I was at first I was thinking like, you know, burning fucking lightning round, burning round, and then I was gonna do like, oh, you know, stages from fighting games that are on fire, and then I just ended up choosing fighting game. But my initial thought I searched for like burning in the title field of a fucking, you know, game music site. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, there's like six hundred things here. I'm gonna have to narrow it down. Oh fuck. <laughs> so yeah, turns out uh, there's a lot of fire and burning in these games. Well, you know, these games being all games. Um, but Golden Popular Sun... thing for video games, fire and stuff on fire. Mm -hmm. It's fun, man. You know, that, you know, not to you know continue or prolong this episode, but just to get a little deep on you know the nature of video games. What's something you could do in a video game that's wholly inappropriate to do in the real world? Set something on fire. Hmm? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Setting shit on fire is cool. Except when it's the real world that like results in property damage and loss of life and stuff. You know, I don't know yeah, how don't you, do that. Don't I don't know how many of you guys fucked around and accidentally made a Molotov cocktail when you were in fucking fifth grade and nearly burned down your parents' house. But, uh, you know, you learn at a young age, don't do anything like that. It's, uh, it's bad and damaging to the house and to your skin. So, you know, that's why I played so many video games growing up. <laughs> Just had to burn things in a, you know, I don't know, more uh, more controlled setting. Mom, can we were at Molotov Cocktail Simulator, please? Yeah. I'm going to insist that you stop playing Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> it's giving you horrible ideas. <laughs> um, David, thank the requester again before we uh, move on to the calculated computer. Uh, before we move on, I do want to thank the requester. Uh, the requester for this game was Acre. Yep. Thanks, Acre. Fantastic request. Johnny, let's go home. Calculating computer activated. You hear that like balloons, the aerobic sound? Like Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is John Harrington. Yeah boy. It's uh there's uh no other way this could have gone. Perfect episode by me perfect episode by us entirely too long of an episode to talk about fire games man we uh we really we were on fire yeah we're on fire tonight guys you know uh like fucking nba hang time team fire is what we're doing here uh we just keep doing double dunks and we're you know we're burning this place up with blue fire so what a show it's been what a great uh what a great night and what a great show and you know it's just it's too simple guys the, the next theme you know we did uh, theme all about fire. Now we gotta do a theme all about nice. What? Go on. Yep. We're gonna do nice games. Nice games. Okay. Like nice, nice games, or like what do you mean by nice games? Did I say nice? No, I'm sorry. I meant ice. Oh. Yeah. Fire and ice. That's the two things that go together. Not fire and nice. Yeah, that's me. That's just the. That's the you know consonants running together in my mouth. Um, yeah, no, um, the obvious thing. Classic Tallahassee accent. Yes, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I stretch those ends. They just, uh, you know, I drop, <laughs> I drop the D's and I stretch the ends, baby. Fire and ice. Um, I don't like any of that. 
<laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah, um, we're gonna have uh, you know some uh, some nice games next week. It's uh, it's gonna be good. I'm sorry. Do you say ice? Uh, do you say mice games? Did I? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I already used one. It's just that crazy <laughs> accent that I got here. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I stretch those so edges. <laughs> I just want to confirm, the theme is casino games, you know, dice games? Ooh, see, you know, no, that's the thing, it, you know, it's a... Uh, Rice it's a, it's a pretty non-rhotic accent down here in Tallahassee, so I dropped the D's for sure. Uh, <laughs> we, we stretch the N's and we stretch the M's. Did you, so, say, did you say lice games? <laughs> you know... Spice games. I'm going to go ahead and say it, yeah, this is good. Uh, the theme for next week, it's ice. I C E, and that oh, is like Biggie. You saw him. Where was he at? That is to say, any thing, any any word that contains I C E, any any song on the radio for Game That Tune Radio that would trigger the little snowman chili. Uh, you know that is what's going to be the theme for next episode. It could be spice. It could be nice. It could be mice. You know, I'm so calling any game... I was going to do fire and ice, but now I'm doing fire and anything ice. So, so any game that you purchase for a reasonable price? No. Okay, no, no, no. good. I'm glad we established the, that. The game needs to be themed in some way around. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess if there's a if there's a price in the game, I suppose it's valid. Is, like a Price Is Right these, game. Yes. Are these? As, what about games where you like lock up like kids away from their parents? And they can't get back to their homes. See, and now that's that, that was the fear I had in declaring ice games to begin with. That's why I was doing the bit to begin with. <laughs> I just didn't want to say the theme next week is ice. And, you know, how much we love ice. Because, um, you know, yeah, it's just a danger that, you know, skirt up against with uh, saying things like this. But, yes, uh, the theme is uh, theme is any word that ends in I-C-E. That's what it's going to be. So, you guys... Uh, you guys bring anything you want. It's essentially a free play, guys. If you could find a way to justify it, you can. You know, guys, I don't know if you remember. I made a New Year's resolution at the end of the year. All free plays. All my themes are going to be this dumb. They're <laughs> going to be this wide open. So as to be, essentially, a free play. So the theme is ice. You figure it out. Mm. And in the meantime, I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. We're live every uh, you know Wednesday night. Thank you so much for watching live with us. We're live on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thank you so much to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out Tuesday mornings. They're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, do anything that you do to a podcast. Share it with your friends and tell everybody how much you love the Game That Tune podcast. Um, just you know, a fantastic podcast. Um, I want to thank uh, everybody checking out Patreon, patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got uh, Game That Tune gems. We've got mixtapes galore. We've got movie nights. We've got all kinds of fun things coming for you at patreon.com slash Game That Tune. And you help us keep the lights on and the music playing at our 24-7 video game music live stream, radio.gamethattune.com, gtt.rocks, the home for video game music on the internet. The, uh, the greatest of the internet video game music streams that is not featured on a major streaming platform. Um, just the greatest. Uh, Want to give a special shout out, of course, to our Patreon absurd fans talking about Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Unsaddled Zebra. 
a fantastic group of people that support us there on Patreon. Stay tuned to Patreon for a lot of fun things. We appreciate you guys supporting us. Um, uh, our requester tonight was uh, recently shouted out because we ended with the request, but I'll say it again. Aker, thank you so much for the request. Aker made his request in Discord. That's a great place to make them. Uh, find the Discord link in the show notes or at GameThatTune.com. Uh, or you can make your request at GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media server, where we do all kinds of fun, decentralized social media stuff. Mostly the same things that we would do at other social media stuff, but you know, you come find us and join the club. We'd love to have you. GameThatTune.club, a fantastic site uh, to make requests on. And uh, guys, that's going to do it. So um, it's been a great show, and I'm happy with this theme. Fantastic theme. You know, theme is ice. Theme is, uh, you know, words ending in I-C-E. So, you know, what's, the, what's one of the most famous ice songs in all the video games? Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3. Who's one of the best uh, remixers on YouTube? Yuzo Boy. YouTube.com slash Yuzo Boy. Uh, we've got Ice Cap Zone Act 6 from Yuzo Boy closing us out tonight. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out, everybody.
Hades is copyright 2020 Supergiant Games. A Plague Tale Requiem is copyright 2022 Asobo Studio. Kasumi Ninja is copyright 1994 Handmade Software and Atari Corporation. Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection is copyright 2005 Namco Limited. Golden Sun The Lost Age is copyright 2003 Camelot Software Planning and Nintendo Company Limited. Alright, so, um, this game, the single... <laughs> The single-player mode of hold this on, game on, on. featured... Do it as though you didn't cough in the middle of that. Just uh, act like the song ended right now for a nice, clean edit point. Yeah, I know. That's why I paused. Yeah, but give me the all right and all that stuff. Just give, give me give me the whole thing. You know, David the song just in it. <laughs> I'm on fire. There it is. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about Hades, guys. I'm on fire was the punctuation point, Johnny. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm on fire. Edit Game point. Two. <laughs> all right, uh, so this game features a continent. <clears throat> all right, so this game features a continent called Gondolin, which bears a striking resemblance to Africa. The name may be a misspelling to Gondwanaland, a super comp believed to a super comp John I'm sorry oh it's all right man I, yeah that's a that's a word worth fumbling over <laughs> the name may be a misspelling of Gondwana land a supercontinent believed to have contained Africa South America Antarctica Australia and regions of India game five. Oh shit that's <laughs> <laughs> After all of that. Yep. Thanks, Aker. Fantastic request. Johnny, let's go home. A quick question. Was somebody tapping, like, their desk just now? Oh, yeah. Jesse makes so much noise during okay. the episodes. Outrageous. Right. I mean, what? I was peeing into a bottle. Editing. But... <laughs>